Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listeners. Welcome to You Are Okay, powered by Blog Talk Radio. My name is Bob, and Mara is with us this morning. Good morning, Mara. Good morning. How are you today? I'm happy doing... Easter, everybody. Yes, happy Easter to those that that uh, celebrate Easter. Good morning and happy Easter. It's a beautiful morning here. Some much-needed rain fell last night and this morning. Sun is starting to come out, and it's just beautiful spring morning. Here in Austin, how is it there outside of Sacramento? We also were having rain, and uh, it's a beautiful morning this morning. And um, I, especially, I, I love these days, and no matter whether it, the sun is shining or not, because I love the day that celebrates man's reconnecting with God, the remembering for even just a moment that where we go is back home to the Father or the Mother. So, um, happy day. It's gorgeous here. Gorgeous. Just beautiful. Yes. I love spring. I don't know anyone that would say that they hate spring, but... I know. Just so nice, the, the renewal time, the time to, to replant art, to open your mind to everything that's out there for us. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I um oh guy I have had I came in late last night and I'm excited about today's topic but I wasn't excited enough to look up a post that I had done some time ago but now I have I have it in front of me on on different examples of using the word love instead of God so what have you been doing this week my friend oh just a lot of craziness with work and just a lot of change in our a lot of change in the change that hopefully is all for for the better. It sometimes doesn't look like it, but think of everything in a positive light and use positive words. You know, Bob, your phone breaks up. We miss like every other word. Now is this Hello, better? Bob? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Brian had mentioned that last week that it was breaking up every other word. Yeah, I heard it, and it's a very similar effect to this week, because the music was not overpowering. You know, I could hear Brian with his um, opening prayer, and uh, but when I heard yours, it was like every few words. You know, and I didn't hear it on the day, or I would have called and told you guys what it sounded like. But I really did take that day off and just be with my daughter. So, are you still working on the team building, and is that working out for you? And how was your visit with your daughter? Oh my gosh, wonderful! It was really wonderful to see her. Uh, It was nice to see where my uh, oldest daughter or my oldest child is going to be living with her family. Uh oh, what happened here? I just got completely knocked off the internet. Well, let me get back oh, on. Still I'm you. glad you're good. As long as you can hear me, I think that's what matters. Um, I how weird. You know, this happened to me on Friday, folks. I will talk about my visit with my daughter, and I also uh, will. Um, I, I want to read the Rabia the Mystic because it's always such a good reminder. But my. Um, Last week on Friday, suddenly I 
when I looked at the switchboard, I was online, but they disconnected me. Everything went down. I couldn't call in as a guest. I couldn't do anything to resume control of the of the show. Fortunately, it was the last four minutes, and I had to be in somewhere in Sacramento at like I had to be to get to Sacramento at seven something. So I had forewarned the listeners that I was going to give them a few minutes of music. But when when it came time, I put it on and said, "I will be back." in just a few minutes to you know to close out the show no close out <laughs> you know just bam <laughs> i couldn't get back into the show it was funny so i think they may be working on the telephone system or something here but yeah. uh all the technology out there is great when it all works and it all works harmoniously together but that's where sometimes that's there's right. a little disconnect absolutely absolutely and it's um it's kind of an amazing thing, frankly. I, you know, I, I just kind of am in awe of it. I've got this um, wonderful investing thing that I went to, and and it, it's it's actually kind of you know yesterday, and um, I felt like yesterday I was at a carnival more so yesterday than I did the day before, um, but it it was all designed to get me to agree to upgrade my knowledge, you know? And they divided the groups into, they they read the sheet that people had filled out the day before and and made conclusions. And I am going to link this. I'm not even going to tell you the name of the company. I do think the product is great. Uh, Bob, if you want to know, you need to call me and I will tell you. I think the product's great. It's an Internet system where it teaches you to trade, to do options, to do the whole thing. I don't, I'm not going to profess to have it all down, okay? But I'm a bright woman, you know. I have a JD. Uh, you could call me Dr. Bob. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sitting there, but I also have just this fundamental belief about what how I should live my life, what I want to do. And so when anyone asks me, what do I want to do for the rest of my life, I, I can't lie. If I could do one thing all day long, 24 hours a day, what do you think that would be, Bob? Talking about love. And yes. Sharing what love is yes. with everyone. Yes. And I say that to people and they look at me aghast, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm suited up in many instances and it's like, I just want to talk to people about how much God loves them. So what happened was we filled out these forms. And of course, I said that honestly on there. And um, then they put everyone in. They read those forms the night before and they divided us based upon how much money they thought they could get. And so um, the people who were in the number one group were the people who were going to be encouraged to be PhDs and spend $24,000, just about, for this big training program. And then the people in group two were going to become masters, and I think they were going to spend 12. And then the people uh, in group three were going to be uh, associates, and uh, who definitely, maybe they were going to, I don't know what they were going to be. But I ended up, because I just don't lay my private information around much, plus I, I've had a difficult time, but I have recovered. Uh, I ended up in group four. And I felt like I was at a reverse AA meeting. <laughs> Al-Anon. So here I am sitting there. And 
instead of you hear the person and they're talking about I was drunk and now I, I'm I'm okay and and you're okay just the way you are. But if you're talking about money, remember, folks, that money is one of the ways that people are divided and they're not treated as equal, and people get senses of superiority when they have more. And and most of us don't recognize we have enough to be who we are right now because we're living, breathing, and if we want to be, we can be happy in the moment. So. It was like, you know, I had to resist turning in the um, the evaluation for the course because I was so distressed at the language that was being used for these people. And I knew it didn't fit me, so I was okay. But then that scared me about myself because I'm now caught up in the idea that if you have enough money, you're all right. But I was so saddened to see these people. And the approach was, I've been where you are, and I had nothing. And I'm going, what are we talking about here? First of all, I didn't know how I got in that group. Ah, that was my ego, right? Bing, 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 bing. But the second thing is, I got there by God's will. I got there by God's will to see a group of people, basically, who, if they are down and I don't know, but these are our, um, this is a carnival show, folks. There were people who looked like you and I in this group four who would talk out and ask these questions that made it sound so like this might be the saving grace. Now, I'm going to tell you how I know they were shills, but um, what not not empathically either. But these people were, were being put put down further so that they needed to have the outstretched hand of, of these men and women who were going to give them an opportunity to spend $5,000 to learn how to trade options. Now, they should have checked their own program because it tells you how to trade options and it has a calculator on there. So all you have to do, yeah, you just have to spend some of your own time, folks. (laughs) You know, you'll figure this out. You need to walk through their program. But they paid the money for the program, which I I will tell you hands down is the best deal I've ever gotten. $99, the training for two days, uh, access online, even if, and I'm going to buy a a year for the online trading access. So, I mean, it's great. Life is good. It was it was that was a great deal. But these people who they have now who they have now branded as having nothing are being an opportunity given an opportunity to go out and charge up five thousand dollars. Does that make sense to anybody? Should you be investing in the stock market if you have no money or if you have credit card debt at all? Above an amount that you can handle easily. No, so anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing the way that, that's the way that they make heart. you feel that Go you ahead. will make enough to bring that to get that money back. Which could you maybe if you follow the plan, you will, and it will have been a solid investment. But to have stomped on your on your on your ego and stomped on the fact that. He, your one's vulnerability isn't leading with love by any means, and by splitting no. them up into to what you think you could afford, or yeah, what they just, thought you could afford, because it could be that the person that is in that in the group four could be 
the person who could most afford it and doesn't and they were just put falsely into the wrong group. Yeah, the the immodesty of it all, like they were experts. I mean, they really feel that they were experts on on measuring the audience. Oh my gosh, it was it was amazing. Someday I'll have to tell you the whole story because it is truly hysterical um, to the point. I mean, they think that they can look at someone and evaluate who they are. I felt like I was at a carnival. I used to date a carny guy for just a brief period of time, a son <laughs> of someone who was in the carny, and I came to know how really they are very good students. No offense if you do carnivals, very good students of human behavior. I mean, very, very good. And these guys were somewhat astute. I'm not going to put them down there. But what was interesting is the reason I knew they had shills is, my friends, if you were going to try to run a program on someone and you were going to plant people to make statements, do not engage in personal conversations with them later during the show about past events. <laughs> <laughs> You could take this to it being similar to a tent revival where yeah. <laughs> yeah. jumps out of a wheelchair and says that they've been healed. Yes. Not to say that faith hasn't healed anyone or that one's own faith in in the fact that they could be healed isn't what healed them. But, you know, we all know that there are the ch- church tent revivals where false prophets are there getting lots of money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and doing, you know, uh, just false proselytizing and putting out, putting plants out there. I was with a, a couple weeks ago, I was in Pittsburgh with some, uh, with someone and we were talking and they, we were in a meeting and the, and the man mentioned that he used to, he was actually born and raised not very far away from my, where my dad was born and raised. And he said that his first career he was a preacher and now he sells software and <laughs> someone in the someone in the group said well you know you probably could have made a lot more money off of god than you could off of software <laughs> yes. this is the person that he was trying to sell his software to <laughs> Oh, and that says a lot, doesn't it? But yeah. you know what? It, there, there's that is so true because I, my friend, I, you know, call in if you want six four six five nine five three five eight four. We've kind of diverged off, but we really haven't. Our show is about empowering God in your life by calling God love. It empowers you to act and show your love. It empowers you to act and show that you're a good Muslim. It empowers you to act and show that you're a good Jew. It empowers you to act and show you're a good Hindu. It empowers you to act and show you're a good. Um, I know I've missed one. Christian. Um, (laughs) Which is so funny. I'm sorry, but forgive me, Lord. But anyway, the the bottom line is, it empowers you to show you're a good person. Call us in, 646-595-3584. And especially call in if you've been to a tent meeting. My Lord, I grew up in tent meetings. And there is no doubt in my mind, first of all, that an awful lot of money was made. But it's so amazing how much of that money is is laced with fear. Right. And why does one need uh you know, to me, the thing that always comes to my mind is that someone's trying to buy faith, and faith is something that there is no price on. There's nothing you can pay for faith because you get it from within. So you're paying someone yeah. else to bring forth something within you. You probably mm-hmm. should go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist instead of <laughs> a church. 
I was too little. I, you know, I mean, it's hysterical, you guys, from the time. <laughs> this is so funny. It has to be the most hysterical thing. Uh, just imagine this, a short little kid. First time I went to, get, let's guess, well, how old do you think I was the first time I met the call to the altar? Uh, probably two, because that's when you could walk. <laughs> yes, two years old. Two years old, I walked to the altar. But the thing is, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I could feel the power in that room. My guide T was telling me, go on up there. Go on up there. And you know what? My friends, whether the guy at the front, they never laid their hands on a baby. You know, they were too too scared of the purity, they'd get back, I think. But whether the guy up front was real or not, the bottom line was the hope up front at the altar was huge. The electricity of being there told my guy, my guide from birth, T, to push me up to the altar because I would be recharged in God. Before I learned how to meditate and breathe, I learned to make the walk to the altar. The power of God at that altar is huge. And, that, and you know what? There may be some fake people up there. It does not take away from those who believe. My grandpa told me that the reason the woman who touched Jesus' cloak was healed was not because Jesus healed her. It was because she believed Jesus would heal her. She believed that God could heal her by her touching that robe. And my grandpa was a holy man. He was a healer. And he raised me well. Two years old at the altar because of the power of God because I took the time to go up and reunite, remember with love. You can imagine. And from that point on, it was a trek my whole life. <laughs> you know, I, I, knew, I knew what was good. It felt good up there. Didn't it, Bob? Yeah, there's always energy in a crowd of people that, that are looking for something better. Whether the, <laughs> whether the, even in the group of people that you were with this weekend or the last couple of days mm-hmm. in a class, there was a group of people that were all coming together for, for uh, to learn yeah. to put some trust into something. Well, there yeah, and you know what? It was energy. Good. And they, there's energy in that where people all come together and are working on towards the same thing, whether it be on their spirituality, whether it be on their. Um, any number of addictions that one could have, whatever it is that we're trying to overcome or trying to bring into our life, when there's a whole bunch of people trying to do it together, there's definitely power in the that attraction that's between everyone there. There is. And, in fact, I came to be at that meeting from a meeting where there were 18,000 people. I mean, that's huge. Ah, uh, so you went to the... Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. The motivation one, uh, you right. know, when you, with with Pal and everybody. Oh, it's wonderful. I loved it. And, I had and this one of my employees went, and she just loved it. Yes, it was wonderful. My friends out there, if you get an opportunity to hear Colin Powell and all sorts of other people, who's a, that 
Phelps, the young mm. swimmer guy, he, mm-hmm. he didn't have a bong, and who cares? You know what? He was he he's embarrassed. My friends, you know those who those of my age who have not ever tried pot feel holier than thou. But keep your hand down. I have a feeling we're creating a wind as we raise our hands up. I, I, hello, you know hand what down. a judgment. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> say it again. I, I'd say put your hand out and try it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't knock it. <laughs> yeah, it's natural, it's not laced with chemicals, and it's not addictive. Uh, you know, the day you say, I'm not doing this anymore, guess what? You just put it down and walk away. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm done. It's psychologically done. probably addictive, but not physically addictive like cigarettes are. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're psych- and, and in terms of the psychological addiction, if you find you have that in your life, that's something that you might want to talk to someone about. It, you can be addicted to anything. You can be addicted to soap operas, doing that all the time, doing a game on the Internet, any of those things, and you can get help for that. But, uh, you know, I, and but it's different than the physiological Right. craving of your body and it, it, there's help out there for both obviously but um anyway it was a fun time i enjoyed it uh and i enjoyed the the two days i went with a friend her husband couldn't come and we had a wonderful time and we learned a lot we really did and and so that part was good and i at least know now enough how to keep my stocks from diving i know when to buy and when to sell and what better thing? I, I'm not interested. I don't want to make my money. If I'm going to make money, I don't want to make it being a stock market entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, so we'll right. see. What's it's just a matter of seeing what you do have in the market these days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, friends, we um, we have not gotten to. We've we've kind of had what some might consider who are listening um, after listening to Brian and. Uh, Bob's program last week, I would say definitely correct a very real uh, world program so far today on really what is one of the holiest days of uh, uh, for everyone, not just for the Christians. I mean, this is a holy weekend. It may not be precisely today. And it was even a holy time for the pagans, which is what many people say we get this from. It's, it's this celebration of the change in the seasons, the reminder of our rebirth. As our world around us opens up and sets forth beautiful, fragrant flowers, beautiful trees, begin to put on their spring and Easter outfits. During this time, we have the least difficulty believing that we can be reborn. And our show is about that, about the realization that no matter what you did in the last minute, you're enough in the present minute. That God loves you enough to be with you side by side. And we're going to have Bob. He's going to lead us in a, a centering exercise. And then we're going to talk about some of those ways that we can um, we can literally um, <coughs> substitute the word love to empower ourselves to be more loving. Before Bob starts, I want to share with you my favorite hymn. I'm not proselytizing, but... 
to me, it, it is my favorite hymn for today. I loved hearing it every Christian uh, Easter Sunday uh, that I attended church of my life. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. With God as my Father, brothers all are we. Let me walk with my brother in perfect harmony. Let peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my solemn vow. To take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. I used to be able to sing. Let there be peace on earth. And let it begin with me. Bob, you're on. And I will play for you. I have, I'm running from the computer only today. So, um, you know, Bob, I will give you, uh, and if we don't use it all, that's okay. I'm going to go ahead and, did you select some music you would like to play as your background? Uh, no, I haven't. I was. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give you um, Randy Lee Church and Wine. It's a little bit strong at the beginning, but this is such a vibrant day. And uh, if it's too long, we'll stop it, and if it's not long enough, we'll add some more. Thank you, sir. This is from Janelle Moon, uh, How to Pray Without Being Religious. There is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center. It is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart, deepest place of your being, where love is never-ending. It is the place where love can find protection. Love can find its root. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in which you matter. From your heart you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. As we sit now, centered, Take deep through feet, feel the air energy coming up through your body. Pull the air in, up, up, that air up, as much air as you can bring into your lungs. And as you exhale through your mouth, feel the air pushing out the top of your head. The energy flow. Pulling up through your body, pulling up into your into your heart, filling your heart with love and joy and peace. Feel the energy of the positiveness that is in the earth through your body, making a white light shine throughout your body, up and down your through the um, chakra of your body up up the crown chakra at the top of your head lights pull in each time
time it becomes clear and all the negative, all the hurt, guilt, all the shame, tears, washes away the all the things that bind you, washes away fear, chaos. Feel the energy through your body. Exhale through your mouth, blowing out all negative energy that's within you, all the negativity, rejection, fear. Let it all out. I'll blow it all out of your body. Empty your lungs. Feel as almost you're going to choke as you let all the air out of your lungs. All the air from down out of you listen to the music and hear the water are next to a lake to the water waterfall begin the beauty that surrounds you and open up all of your senses and in the moment take deep cleanse your mind let your mind be empty meant Taking in you can touch and feel how thing around you is eyes. Oh terrible. Well, you're breaking up again, I'm sorry. Let's bring our selves to a quiet moment and Mara will lead us in prayer. As we feel the length of a moment Let us begin to think about a minute in terms of 60 independent seconds. And in each one of those seconds, we can change our mind about what we want to do, what we want to say, who we are. 60 seconds. Feel the length of that now as I give you 60 seconds of silence here. But before you begin the process, I would like you to reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of love, of God by whatever name you call. Remembering, as it says in the Quran, I say that you may call on God by whatever name you please. You may call him God, or you may call him the merciful. He has the best of names.
seconds is a long time, my friend. As we sit here together, united, let us reach out our non-dominant hand and take the hand of our neighbors. Let us join our energies together in celebration of all the time that we have to live every day. And let us join together our thoughts, our minds, our energy. Thinking only one word, love. Feel the power of love as we pass it, like children in kindergarten, when the teacher whispers a word in your ear, and that's called variously telephone or gossip, and then you whispered that word to someone else, and what you are doing now is you are whispering through your body, you are sending love to love who is sending love to the next person, who is sending love to love. And we're sending love all the way around the circle. Each one of us feeling the energy of the passage. No confusion what we are receiving. With no question, we are enough. Now let us bask in the presence of love, feeling it in every part of our body, electrically charged, running up and down our spines, our divining rod, running into our feet as we breathe deeply, pulling the air in as Bob shared with us. And as we pull it in, I am loved. And as we blow it out, I am enough. The whole while, silently allowing love to fill the room you are in as it circles the word, the world, with each of us. Feeling surrounded by love. you love for the blessings you bring to each of us. Open our eyes to see them, our hearts to appreciate them. We are truly blessed. Namaste. Namaste. I don't know that I can... Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. I am so happy to have you back. I really Oh, am. I'm happy to be here. So how was your visit with your daughter? Did you have a great time? Oh, yes. It was so nice to see my oldest child. And we did have a good time. And uh, she has a lovely house on Lake Michigan. Ah. Yes, this is the Army. <laughs> and you can literally walk out her back door and go down to, uh, to the lake. I mean, you can see it. It's right there. There's no, no, no obstructions between, no buildings between her and the lake. And you can hear it. 
just as we can still hear the ending of Randy Lee Church Unwind. It's kind of a subtle influence in the background. And uh, it was just truly a blessed time. We, uh, pro- I probably ate too much, and but um, overall it was wonderful. I, it was just great, and I was I'm honored to call this person my child, and I'm honored that she chooses to serve her country. I'm saddened that we need her to serve her country this way, you know. But I'm honored that she makes that choice, and so it, it was a very, very, very pleasant time. Uh, it's kind of odd starting your week midweek, you know, and um, I'm not, I, I'm kind of anxious for tomorrow because then I can really start back, you know, and then, of course, I took Friday off to go, as I said, to learn to be an investor. But I loved mine, and, and your week, you said, was a bit hectic. Yeah, it was hectic, but, you know, that's just how it is sometimes, and try to look forward <laughs> to, to living in the next moment that might not be as hectic, but... All is well. Yes, this is true. So I, um, at some point, um, as I said to you this morning, I I did, I just went through and found some little sayings, and I you probably have some too, um, of things that you can say that um, you that remind you of the that wonderful power of God that we were all feeling a moment ago in that circle, feeling that electric energy of being absolutely unconditionally loved in a way that that no human being is able to love anything, although we love our children wonderfully. So uh, what's your favorite one that you would suggest for um, replacing the word uh, God with love? Oh, I my I don't really have a favorite saying. I just like to think that everyone has their who they call God whether they they're believers in Christ or believers in Muhammad or Buddha or any anyone or anything else or just in the universe overall that you call it love because that's where you're finding that's what you're seeking is love and what you should be giving back in return no matter what religion or what God that it is that you put your faith in or that you follow or worship or etc. That it's just, if we were all to just accept one another and that we have different faiths and different religions, uh, but they're all based in love and we lead in love, then the world would just be a much better place. Yes, you're right. You're really right. I, I agree with that. I know... Um... I think that when you start leading with love, you find people are drawn to you. They want to talk to you. Um, yesterday I was in a grocery store or a tire gate in Sacramento, and there was a sweet little girl there in a um, in one of those, you know, they have those special carts for moms that they can put their kids in and the mom's carts ahead. And so I, you know, she she started talking to me, and I recognized that the parents are rightfully concerned about that. And I don't think that there is a safe sex. It's safe to talk to women and not men. I don't know that, and and I would never think that. And so I'm always a little bit hesitant, but I am, 
when I she started talking, hi, how are you? I says, well, hello, love, how are you? And and you know, because on some level, I feel those children are recognizing us from the other side. They haven't completely disconnected yet, nor have we ever. But the difference being that we start shutting down our mind and not remembering that we're always connected with the other side, that love is always a part of our lives. And initially, Mom is kind of scowling, and then I said, are you, and I, she showed me her new shoes that she's getting for today. And um, and then we started talking about Easter, and, and do you have exciting plans? And then suddenly Mom started talking, and, and she was just so friendly and sharing all that was going on and all the plans and, and how, you know, she's trying to get ready for that, and she's lost her list, and her husband's calling her. And, I mean, she was just sharing, 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 sharing. And um, that made me happy. That made me happy. And when I walked away wishing them peace, I, I really felt maybe that made her day a little lighter for her to be able to talk. But I actually do have kind of a, a list of words that I can share. Um, let's try. If you sneeze, love bless you. You know why we say uh, God bless you is that there was a belief uh, in pagan times that when you sneezed, you sneezed your soul out. And so you needed to have time to breathe it back in. Your anger, yeah, I know, funny, yeah. (laughs) That sneeze, (laughs) gesundheit, you know. Uh, You're angry. Love, oh, by the way, before I go on to that one, do you know, folks, that there's a very similar uh, story that comes out of Japan. Now, doesn't that show the common nucleus of all of us that our differences are more environmental than they are necessarily um, anything genetic? I mean, they are genetic differences that have mutated, but the commonality that, that they would have the same story in two different places. Just like all around the world, even in the most primitive places, a day like today is being celebrated right around this time. Right, whether it's spring, whether it's Passover, whether it's Easter, whether it's there's something that someone is celebrating around springtime. Yes, yes. It's 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 our connection. We still have a common we still have a common thought process. Uh, somebody was telling me to talk about it in terms of quantum physics. If you talk about it that way, if you say, as, as Brian so often has said, we are all one. So we still have that common thought process, and sometimes intuitively we just recognize things that we share from being part of God. <coughs> I do apologize. But anyway, just, you're angry. You just We just recognize God in a different way. That's yes. all. It's just yes. because of the the environmental influences and cultural influences, we see God in a different way, although... God is the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. It and is. That's where you know you've got that piece that's that part of the DNA that that mm-hmm. says you know yes we celebrate something around this time. Yes, there you it, go. You know, and it could be the you know that it started out being seasons and that we are all very you know sensitive to seasons. People tend to be depressed during the the fall or start to get depressed in the fall and through the winter and. And 
you know, I think, you know, the circadian rhythms and everything else, you know, go along with that. And it is a time to celebrate the the renewal of the earth. Yes. Yes, it is. And and each one of ours, it's such a good reminder. I think the thing I like about using the word love in place of God, and I don't always succeed because many times I use the word God because I know people are comfortable with that. And you know what? When a, a person who is Islamic is talking about God, he's saying Allah, he's saying God, you know, um, a Jew talks about God, Hindus talk about God, in fact, many times they use that word, and you find that word cross-changed, just in that quote from the Quran, I say that you may call on God by whatever name you please, you may call him God, or you may call him the merciful, he has the best of names, but what happens is not so much what we call God, but how we ourselves act out that portion of God that's in us. that That's really the free will that we hear so much about. And when we substitute the word love for God, it alters how we're acting. It, it points a finger back toward the responsible or culpable party over whom we own, only we have control ourselves. And so, I mean, listen to these. You sneeze, as I said, love bless you. You're angry. Love, damn it. Ooh. Love, damn it. You're chosen. Love loves you best. Not you only. (laughs) You pray. Let us join hands in the name of love. You're warned. Love's judgment. You die, go home to love. Some more. Why don't you try love speed? Be love-like. For all of our dollar bills, in love we trust. Because that's what we all... Um, that's the package we're delivered with, so to speak, is we deploy mm-hmm. having love. That's what we know at birth is love, the love of mm-hmm. the love of just being. Mm-hmm. That's how we, the package deploys that way, and mm-hmm. everything else evolves around that in, intrinsic love that we all have, and that's the feeling that everyone, regardless of race, religion, anything, can understand is love. Yes. It, it's a common thread. And, it, you know, I, th- I really firmly believe the reason this show is called You Are Okay is because the core of much of the unrest that we see in the world is people needing to be more than others, that whole ego thing such as being in group four when you're not really in group four. That's an ego thing. You know, and and when you feel yourself in that place, you can say, okay, God, what lesson is there in this for me? Or alternatively, you can want to say and do things to show you're misplaced, to make sure everyone knows that you're not a four. 
you're really a misplaced one. You see, and so that whole ego involvement that we all have, when we use the word love, in it takes away, it softens the fear that somehow we are not enough, and therefore that we are going to be rejected by the ultimate Father, with God as our Father, brothers all are we. Folks, we don't have any confusion about this. That's an old hymn. There are older, older hymns. It's in the Bible. I mean, it's been around and around. It's in the Quran. It's everywhere, telling us how we are all united. Hindu is when you come to the inner place in yourself, you will realize that you are never alone, that you are never separated, that you are always connected. But it's one that we resist because our separateness is so strong. And in Christianity, the separateness is really, really labored. And because we're new, it's like we're the youngest child on the block. We want, uh, we suddenly want to have something that makes us better and special. And that's the problem, folks. Every one of the faiths out there needs something to make their followers believe they're better and special. And no part of the pie is better than the other. It may have individual preferences. Some people like the heavy crust at the at the side. Some people like the middle. But when all is said and done, it's all of it's all. It's the meringue, the custard, and the crust that make the pie. Exactly. I've got a lemon meringue one in the refrigerator for later today, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I went to the cupcake store, got cupcakes to take to my mom and dad's. But, you know, I mean, so my friends, to me, using the word love in this way softens us. It really softens how you deal with things. And um, it, it softens your attitude toward you. And that's where it all starts, is with you. And if you yes. don't don't start it. I think one of the things, you know, that it was either last week or the week before is is that if you if you're using positive words and if you're smiling, it's going to pass on to the people that are around you. So it does start with you whether it's whether you're espousing something negative or positive, it's going to be picked up around you and that's what's going to ultimately attract. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. I do have a suggestion for those of you out there who have desks, no matter where the desks may be. I really suggest that you um, get a glass card holder and you put your business cards to the front and, and at the very last you put a simple little slip of paper that has that Rabia the Mystic quote that I begin the program with so often. In the valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amid the sparks of the flame, I beheld only God. I have that setting facing me, and obviously in a law office, you don't always have happy people sitting on the other side of your desk. 
and I've developed a habit of, uh, you know, you know, I can't really say to them, love loves you. Uh, you're enough. What would love do now? Uh, you know, so instead, but I can read that passage before I respond. Right. It makes you deal with, I was reading this morning in the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it's, you know, one of, one of the, the fourth agreement with yourself is to do your best. Mm-hmm. That's what you mm-hmm. just you know, made a prime. You just made an example of yourself and and doing the best that you can in that situation. Mm-hmm. And what you know, he, he just a quote from here: When you do your best, you don't give the judge the opportunity to find you guilty or to blame you. If you have done your best and the judge tries to judge you according to your book of laws, you've got the answer: I did my best. There are no regrets. This is why we always do our best. It is not an easy agreement to keep, but this agreement is really going to set you free. When you do your best, you learn to accept yourself, but you have to be aware and learn from your mistakes. Learning from your mistakes means you practice. Look honestly at the results and keep practicing. This increases your awareness. And it goes on and on, but, you know, the main point there is you do your best when all the time and do what's, what is best in your interpretation, not necessarily in someone else's interpretation or expectation that may have been set differently. Yes. If you do your best, then you can't feel guilty about it, and you and you can live in the moment easier because you don't have something that you're looking at the ba- looking at the past at, or looking at the future on how you're going to do it differently. How what would have happened if I coulda, shoulda, woulda type yes. of scenario? If you've done your best, then you move on and you're finished with that lesson yeah yeah and if you're not finished with it and you live it again and you learn from that mistake and you do it again until we've learned that lesson and maybe there's some lessons that we'll never learn Mm -hmm. I think that may well be true I think that may well be true I've had uh, this has really been a year of lessons for me and um, from a little more than a year ago, well, actually, still just barely uh, back at work um, for a year after being out because I broke my hip, and um, and just learning to let go of other people's judgments, be and recognizing that all I that keep the ball my focus on me. Uh, like the title we gave, I gave last week is, you know, um, keeping keeping your eye on the ball, focus on your own conduct, your own behavior. I think that, and that to me is what is the glory of using the words love. My guides were saying for weeks that we needed to do a program about calling God love. It's like calling God what He is, and that is so contra um, to what most people think or believe they find it very hard to believe that, you know, there is not an ultimate judgment. What's interesting is, when I was a little kid and going back to the tent meetings, I was very much left with a sense that there were some people there who were doing what they thought they were supposed to do simply because they were afraid that God would condemn them 
rather than because that's what their nature is. That's what a loving spirit is. And I guess it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter what you do, folks. You're going home, and there is no judgment at the end. You're simply going to go and reunite with with all that is. And um, so I guess that works for them, but there was a brittleness. There was a brittleness to to their goodness. Um, Their goodness was very much defined by a box, and if you were inside this box, you were good. And so there was a judgment to it. The brittleness arose from judgment. And and so they they couldn't if they let go of that judgment if they could just accept that they didn't have to be perfect in order for God to love them if they could let down that box if we could all let down our boxes and that's exactly what they did to to you all in the in your seminar is is they passed judgment which we all look or it's ingrained in us that we will have this big judgment day and there will be this you know, hellfire and brimstone or mm-hmm. or a thousand angels waiting or a thousand virgins waiting for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, if we stopped being judgmental and stopped thinking that we were being judged, we wouldn't see categories maybe as much as we even do, that they broke you into groups mm-hmm. of one to four. There would be, if it wasn't done in a judgmental way or in a way to make you feel that you were judged, everyone would have left with a more positive feeling. You know, that's so true, Bob. That's a very good point, because how did they know that someone who was in Group 1, or who had the ability to be in Group 1, hadn't made a fast friend there the day before, and wasn't willing to pull someone else along with them? Right. <clears throat> it's, um, it's, it's an amazing thing, judgment, friends. And I guess... I'm going to let Bob close out the show today, but my final thought about using the word love, this is Anahata's heaven. Isn't that wonderful? I strive to live. Oh, I strive to live in this, this sense every moment of every day, and when I get away from it, I try to remember it and come back. I'm just not made for the chaos of the world, that's for sure. But anyway, um, if you use the word love, you end up letting go of the need to judge. Everyone's okay because we're all loved. Bob, thank you so much for spending your Easter Sunday morning with me. My best to you and to Micah this day. I love you immensely. And to all of our listeners, I love you too. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for those of you who chatted. I'm not good at being on the air and chatting, but I will uh, I will close out the chat room in a minute. Bob, uh, would you close us out today? I will. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Remember during the week to be thankful, to be non-judgmental, to be thankful again and again and again. Be thankful for your health or for your realization that death is a natural part of life and accepting that you'll be going home to the light and you will be there you will be loved as much as you are loved here. Remember, folks, let's go out and practice compassion let's be compassionate this week remember compassion is really a verb something that you have to do it's a do word we need to demonstrate compassion we can't just think about it and make it happen we need to demonstrate it on a daily basis so i want to thank you all for sharing your easter sunday with us thank you for being on the show for 
all that you bring to us. And thank you, Mara, and happy Easter. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.